Hello guys and welcome back to another podcast. Today we're going to be talking about potential trades in the NF or in the NBA and we're also going to be talking about potential offseason free agency acquisitions and things like that. So let's get right on into it. So the first thing I wanted to talk about was, you know, in my opinion, what is the free agency market going to be like? And of course you have, you know, your big time free agents as Anthony Davis and you know you have you just have Mike Conley coming up, Andre Drummond, Gordon Hayward. Uh, then you also have Demar Derozan and other players like that. Um, but a sneaky big, uh, or sneaky big player that is coming up in the free agency class this year is Montrez Harrell. He's been a, a key part on the you know, ability for the Clippers to contend this year. And it'll be interesting to see if he takes less money to contend and stay with the Clippers or if he wants to get paid and go somewhere else. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, But, you know, I really don't think many of the players are going to be getting, you know, a lot of money or a lot of interest. There's going to be some teams that are willing to, you know, give up or willing to give up their cap space for the 2021 free agency because they don't think they can get anyone. But I still think there's many teams that are kind of in the Giannis sweepstakes that they think that they can get Giannis and they'll want to hold on to that cap space that they already have for 2021. Uh, The only one that I could see, you know, teams really being willing to give up the cap space for Giannis would be Anthony Davis if he doesn't end up re-signing with the Lakers. But I would imagine he does. Um, you know, I just think him not taking that deal was he wanted to see if he could get more money and he might, um, but we never know. And I think he also wanted more years. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I don't think there's anything like, I don't think he's going to leave LA at all. I think he likes it there. I think LeBron has made it. So like they've became very good friends and I think they both enjoy each other. So I think they'll both stay in um, in L.A. But then uh, going to like Andre Drummond, in my opinion, I think he will get about twenty million dollars a year, and you know he'll get about a three-year contract, in my opinion. Or if a team is willing to throw a max one-year deal at him, because you know maybe they want to center this year, but then they also want to be in the Giannis sweepstakes next year. They'll throw a one-year max contract, max contract at him, and because you know he brings that rebounding that you need on a team, so it'll be interesting to see. Uh, you know, I think the Mavericks look to make a trade for a big-time center, and you know, just someone that can power in the post. And I think that if they want to do that, or if they want someone like that, I think they're a good team for Andre Drummond. Or if he wants to stay in Cleveland, Cleveland might be willing to give him a max contract, but it'll be interesting to see. So um, I don't exactly know, you know, if they're going to give him a max contract or not. It'll be interesting to see. Um, so now on to the trades. The two big people that I think could be traded this year. Well, there's technically three, but it's either going to be Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, or and then um, Giannis. I think you know if they don't even finish out the season this year, there's there might be like 
Giannis might stay, but if they finish the season and the Bucks lose in the Western Conference Finals or earlier, Giannis is going to leave in free agency in 2021, and he'll tell the front office that. And I think then the Bucks will go out and try to get a good trade, you know, for him. And I think the team that most likely will get him will be the Warriors because he will be willing to re-sign with the Warriors most likely because he has a good friendship with Stephen Curry already and he'll be willing to make that trade and so or he'll be willing to go to Golden State and I think you know they can get an okay package in return if they could get Minnesota's first round pick the um, the Warriors first round pick this year Andrew Wiggins and then Maybe a second round pick going down the line, or um, and then probably another first round pick. It depends on you know if the Bucks are getting a lot of interest, then the Warriors are going to give up more or have to give up more first round picks. But if the Warriors or the Bucks are not getting much interest, uh, you know the Warriors could probably give them only two first round picks and a second round pick maybe, and you know that could be their their assets that they give up with Andrew Wiggins and they might need another player to make the contract work, but uh, it'll be interesting to see, you know, that would be definitely a, like a team to contend with. I don't think anybody could beat that team right there. It'll be interesting to see. And then why I said Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell is because Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, uh, you know, both have been rumored that they might get traded because you know, their locker or in the locker room, they were saying Rudy Gobert was careless, and that really messed with the relationship between Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. I personally think that can be fixed and most likely will be fixed. But if it cannot be salvaged, I personally would keep Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert, you can't, you know, you can't find his talent in most other players. There's, you know, Mitchell Robinson that's okay, uh, you know, and I think he can develop into that Rudy Gobert type player, but there's not many other players that I can see right now, unless you can get, you know, James Wiseman also seems like he could potentially grow into that. It'll be interesting to see. Um, also, you know, there's like for Donovan Mitchell, you could find another young guard that you know can do a lot of he can. I don't think you can find equal value, but I do think you could find you know a player that's a little bit below him, and then also a bench guy. And it'll be interesting to see what they do. I've seen a lot of you know rumors. I've seen the Knicks. I've seen you know so many different places, and it'll be very interesting to see. Um, there's one place that I think would be, you know, I think it'd be interesting, but I don't know if they'd be willing to give him up. It's uh, it is the Miami Heat, and if they move Jimmy Butler to the three, then they bring Donovan Mitchell in at the th- um, two, and then they'd probably have to give up like Kendrick Nunn and Duncan Robinson, and so then they play Goran Dragic at the one, and then you know that would be a pretty good one to three lineup there. Then you have Bam at center and whoever they want to throw in. At you know the four spot, uh, you know you could put um, Myers Leonard or other players like that at the four spot. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. 
that that just in my opinion is an interesting fit. Um, but it'll be interesting to see, you know, who ca- tries to swing a trade. I've also seen that maybe the Nuggets might try to get him and try to trade, you know, one of their younger point guards or younger guards. Um, but I think, you know, it'll be interesting to see him paired up with Jamal Murray um, and Nikola Jokic because that, in my opinion, would be a team that would be very good and very hard to contend with. And I think the Nuggets would be a very smart team for making that trade. Um, you know, also another team that I expect to make a trade, or I, in my opinion, should, is the Sixers. And I think they should try to trade Al Horford for somebody else. And then if they can trade Tobias Harris for a shooting star, someone, not even a star, but like a 20-point-per-game scorer that can shoot the ball pretty well. They need more three-point shooters. I don't get why they let J.J. Redick go. You know, in my opinion, I, I would have done gone – to all stops to try to keep him. But now their best shooter is Frank on court Maz, and he's not that good. And you surround Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid with Tobias Harris, Josh Richardson, and Al Horford. And all three of those players are not great three-point shooters. They all can shoot the three-point shot. But I think you need better three-point shooters to go along with Ben Simmons and Joel Abid. I think they can coexist together. But I think the problem is with the roster other than them. Because they don't have any shooters other than Frank on Courtmaz. And he is a very streaky player. He'll go and drop 37 one night. And then the next night he'll drop three points and that's it you know he's very streaky and so I don't think you can have him be your best shooter or if he is you need to have other complementary shooters that's why I think the Bucks have been able to do such a good job is they just surrounded Giannis with shooters because you know Giannis is not the best shooter he's been getting better and better and I think that's what he needs to do if he wants to be you know the face of the league in the coming years but, um, you know, they've surrounded him with three-point shooters. Brooke Lopez, um, Pat Connington has been pretty good. Wesley Matthews has been pretty good. Kyle Korver's been pretty good. Eric Bledsoe's been, you know, okay. Chris Middleton, a great three-point shooter. You know, they, they just surrounded him with so many good um, players. Dante DiVincenzo. You know, they've given him so many pieces around him that is going to help him play better because they just surrounded him with shooters. And I think that's the issue with the 76ers. If you could take all of those players surrounding Giannis and move them over to the 76ers, the 76ers would win the title most years, I think. Because you have so many good shooters, and you wouldn't even need to take Chris Middleton, leave him there, and you know that would still be a very good team on that 76ers roster, but they haven't, they've just, I don't think they're addressing the problem properly of shooting. And, you know, I just, it's, I think they're doing a very bad job. And I also do think they need to get a better coach. And I've heard speculations that, you know, Jay Wright might be in the running. And I, I think that's a great option. Jay Wright is not a bad coach. It'd be interesting to see him coach in college or coach in the pros and, you know, he's close to Philly already. 
So that would be interesting. But if they could get, you know, some, you know, pretty good coach, uh, you know, I don't know who they would want. And if Ty, if Ty Lue does not go to the Brooklyn Nets, it'd be interesting to see, you know, the 76ers maybe try to get him. Uh, it'd be interesting to see that. But, you know, the some trades that I could see, you know, maybe Al Horford getting traded for is I've seen, you know, Sixers trading Al Horford for Harrison Barnes. And I don't think that's a great trade. If I was them, I would look to maybe trade him for, you know, Buddy Heald or someone of that talent. And I would, if I was the 76ers, I would only try, or I, my goal would be all I want to give up in other assets is just a second round pick. And if they can do that and that they can make that work, that would be very good. Um, you know, also some other trades is I expect the Detroit Pistons to start. Well, I think they've already teared it down, but just tear it down even more. And I honestly think the Andre Drummond trade was awful, but it will it'll be interesting to see, you know, what happens with that. Um, and so I think, you know, I've seen in packages that, you know, the Lakers would trade for Derrick Rose and Luke Kennard. Uh, you know, I think that's honestly a bad thing for the Pistons and the Lakers because I think the Lakers would end up being forced to give up too much. And I think, you know, the it would not help out the Pistons because they don't think they'd get much back in return of young talent. And I think Luke Kennard could be a future piece for them to build around. You know, he's a good shooter and, you know, he's developing into a pretty good guard and you know as a young player they need those if they're going to rebuild they need you know some young players that they can build around and I think they have that with their forward I forget his name off the top of my head and I think Christian Wood uh you know surprising guy you know he's bounced around the league but he's playing been playing very good recently and I think you know those three guys can be their main pieces going forward. It can be Luke Kennard, um, the guy that I can't pronounce. I believe he plays power forward, and then Christian Wood. Those guys would be very good on a roster, in my opinion, together. Um, you know, another trade I've seen is if the Denver Nuggets cannot get um, Donovan Mitchell, that they would try to make a run for Buddy Heald or Bogdan Bogdanovich. And I think, honestly, if I was them, you if you could get Bogdan Bogdanovich on a pretty good contract, like maybe $17 million a year, I really like that deal for the Denver Nuggets. I think it adds good shooting, and then they'd probably have to get rid of, you know, a Gary Harris or something like that. And they wouldn't have to give up any more assets. They'd just go out and sign him. Um, but it'll be interesting to see. I do think you know one of those players will leave uh, Sacra or um, yeah Sacramento, so it'll be interesting to see which one. Um, then I'm going to move on to Aaron Gordon. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see. So I think with all the comments that Kyrie has said that they just need one more piece and then they're t- title contenders, I personally think you know that piece could be. Uh, you know, Bradley Beal, if they could get that trade done, 
Uh, if Bradley Beal say is frustrated, he's like, I'm done with losing, and you know I want to move on. Then they could trade Bradley Beal to the New York, or Brooklyn Nets, and the Brooklyn Nets would have to mortgage their future just to try to win a title now. Or if they didn't want to give up as much assets, they could try to trade Spencer Dinwiddie and another player for Aaron Gordon. And I think that would honestly be very interesting. Uh, you know, giving Eric Gordon, you know, more, more, giving him, giving him the ball more in the post to just let him do his work. And he's also pretty good at driving to the basket. It'll be interesting to see. He has, you know, potential that I think has not been unlocked in Orlando and I don't think Orlando is good at developing players and it's very common that once people the people in Orlando leave Orlando they become better so it'll be interesting to see and then Jonathan Isaac also is a very good um, player for Orlando that I think could get a lot of you know teams in the trade market wanting him so it'll be interesting to see about that and then also another player for the Magic is Mo Bamba. I think Mo Bamba could be, you know, a younger Rudy Gobert, but they have just done nothing with him. They signed Nikola Vucevic to that max contract that I don't think is well, and I think that they need to try to get rid of Mo Bamba, and I think that would help him out the most. Um, and then I've also seen that, you know, Miles Turner is likely to, most likely to, get traded out of the Pacers, you know, situation. And it'll be interesting to see, you know, if they, uh, it'll be interesting to see, you know, who he goes to. I've seen maybe the Warriors, if they can't get, you know, Giannis or anything, then they might try to take a stab at him. There's a couple teams that I've seen, you know, maybe trying to make a push for him. Um, and it'll be interesting to see, but in my opinion, I I think he's a little bit overpaid, so it'll be interesting to see. But that's that's just my opinion. Now I want to talk about again the Warriors and how they could fill out that you know the guard position is by trading for Dennis Schroeder. He probably will be the sixth man of the year, in my opinion, should be the sixth man of the year. And if they could get you know him traded for a trade exception and maybe their second round pick. Um, this year, you know, I think that'd be a very good trade for the Warriors. You know, it'd help out the roster, and I think it'd be a great trade for them. And I think that'd be a very smart decision um, for them to go ahead and do that. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, and then also, of course, the the Rockets or the not the Rockets, the Thunder have Chris Paul, and I think. You know, the Knicks will make a move for Chris Paul, most likely. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see. I would imagine, you know, if the Knicks really want to start to contend right now, uh, they would probably, in my opinion, throw a bag at DeMar DeRozan and then tr- try to trade for Chris Paul. So then they could run Chris Paul, R.J. Barrett, DeMar DeRozan, Julius Randle if they keep him and Mitchell Robinson, and honestly, that would be a pretty good lineup. Julius Randle, in my opinion, is a little bit underrated. You know, he's been a pretty good player just because he wasn't good right when he got drafted. He's developed into a pretty good player, and he's a pretty good shooter also. Um, And then also, 
you know, RJ Barrett with what Chris Paul has been able to do with the OKC team. I think he could help out RJ Barrett a lot and help develop him into being a better player. And he could be a very good role model for RJ Barrett. And, you know, if they're able to keep, you know, Kevin Knox on the Knicks when they trade for, or if they trade for, you know, Chris Paul, I think DeMar DeRozan could also, you know, help him out and see if he could maybe be a bench piece. In my opinion, his thoughts of even being a starter is out the window. I think he could be a bench piece somewhere if he develops properly. And Mitchell Robinson, I think, will be an all-star in the next couple years. If they can put a good team around him, he will you know, be an all-star, in my opinion, and be a pretty good player. And so, yeah, that's like kind of what I think the Knicks can do to at least help them contend and maybe attract a free agent in 2021. Because if they can, you know, just if they can contend, then, you know, it'll be if okay, if they can contend and, you know, make people or make other teams turn their heads and be like, oh, wow, they're actually contending, then maybe some free agents in 2021 will actually be like, okay, I don't feel terrible about coming there. And it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, I don't know exactly how that's going to happen, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And um, so I also thought I'd talk about, you know, who do I think would win the MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, all that type of stuff. And then the last thing I wanted to talk about was uh, Montrez Harrell and where I do think he will go. So first I'm going to talk about who I think won the MVP. So the MVP, in my opinion, is Giannis. First off, team success. And second of all, it's just because, you know, he's putting up crazy numbers and he doesn't play that much. He averaged, I think, 25 minutes per game and is averaging 29 points per game. You know, he is just an amazing player on both sides of the court. And LeBron, I think, is a huge piece to that Lakers team. You know, he helps them you know, move the ball around, and he's a very good point guard. But I personally do think that Giannis is just the more, the better player overall. And so that's why I think he should win the MVP. But I also wouldn't be, you know, super mad to see LeBron win it because he is also a very valuable piece to his team. And so it'll be interesting to see how they vote, but I do think they will vote for Giannis if they do hold the vote. Then for Defensive Player of the Year, um, you know, I really do think it would probably be Rudy Gobert again. And, you know, there there's a couple other guys that, you know, people have been throwing out. Maybe, you know, this guy or this guy, but I still very much do think that, you know, Rudy Gobert is the best defender in the league, and so I think he will probably win. And then the sixth man of the year is actually one of the closer races than I thought. You know, Coming into the year, most people were probably thinking, Lou Will, Montrezl Harrell, that's going to be the two guys. But Dennis Schroeder has really shown up and shown how good of a player he can be. And so, you know, I personally, you know, I think they should give it to him. I think he is the best player, uh, you know, on the court. Or on the best six man in the league, in my opinion. And then I think it's going to be Montrez, then Lou Will. But still, 
you know, all three of those players are deserving of it. And so it'll be interesting to see. Now the rookie of the year. This one, no doubt it's going to be John Moran, and it should be John Moran. John Moran is the best rookie. You know, if they played the or if they finished out this season and, you know, Zion was able to play more games and he still was putting up those great numbers, then there might be a little bit more of a debate. But since the season has been cut short and I don't think they'll reopen up, uh, you know, it's just it's obvious to me that he is, you know, he's he's not the rookie of the year. You can't I think he played 17 or 19 or somewhere around the that number of games and I'm like you know, you need to have more or you need to play more games in my opinion to win the rookie of the year. And so that's just my two cents on that. Um but yeah, I also think the coach of the year will probably be either Nick Nurse or Frank Vogel. In my opinion, it should be Nick Nurse because what he's done with the team. The team was not expected, you know, the Toronto Raptors was not expected to be the number two team in the East. I believe, if I saw it right, I believe Vegas thought they were supposed to be the fifth or the sixth seed. And he's, you know, blasted those expectations out of the water and he has had more wins than they predict them to have in the whole season and even though the season has been cut short they've had already more wins so I think it's just goes to show how good of a coach he is and you know how he he changes up his way of coaching every single game they have a new game plan it seems like for every single team so you know I think that's what's made him such a good coach and the team so good is because, you know, he's been able to coach them so well and it's, you know, brought out the best things in every single player. And, you know, it's brought out, you know, Terrence Davis has been a surprise undrafted player. And, you know, there's other people that have stepped up like Ojean Anobi stepped up this season and has been playing a lot better. And Norman Powell, you know, really filled that role that they needed him to fill. And Kyle Lowry has been doing his thing with, you know, just taking charges and doing everything. And I think it's insane with what he's been doing. And so I applaud them for that and Nick Nurse for that. Then the last thing I wanted to talk about is where, in my opinion, will Montrez Harrell go? And I think Detroit, the Detroit Pistons is the best team, in my opinion, for them or for him. And, you know, in my opinion, you know, he is a perfect player for the Detroit Pistons. He kind of fits the team and the franchise right now. And I think it would take away minutes from Christian Wood and, you know, some of the other players they have on the team that can develop. But if you could get him as the Detroit Pistons and either get him on a max contract, you know, max would be less desirable until he proves more. Or if you could get him on about, you know, 20, $22 million contract, that's a really good contract in my opinion for him to be on. And if I was the, you know, if I was the Pistons, I'd be very happy. And I think they're the location that I think that he would most likely go. I could also see him going to the Knicks if, you know, the Knicks swing and miss on Chris Paul or either DeMar DeRozan, uh, one of them, then they would try to fill up that spot with Montrez Harrell. Um, but I also think they'd play him at the four then because, you know, Mitchell Robinson is such a good defender uh, at the five position. But it'll be interesting to see. 
you know, and I'll also like to see if the Celtics don't either, if they don't get Gordon Hayward back and Gordon Hayward doesn't pick up his option and they don't get him back or they get him for less money that allows them to sign Montrez Harrell, I would love if they sign Montrez Harrell. That would, in my opinion, be a great option for the team. And so, you know, I personally think that would be the best, you know, fit for the Boston Celtics. And I think they really do need to get, you know, some taller centers. So it'll be interesting to see. But yeah, I really hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. I kind of just talked through what I think would happen in the offseason this year. So yeah. Really hope you guys enjoyed. Don't forget to stay safe and healthy. Uh, tell me what you guys think or what I sh- should do on my website for podcast ideas. But yeah, thank you guys so much for watching this podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and help my YouTube and podcast grow. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching. See you guys later. Goodbye.